0: Oh. <laughs> Good morning, it's Friday morning, Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, September What's 22nd
1: What's You the, thought we what forgot, is the I, bet. I bet you he thought we didn't remember We
2: did, happy birthday Brett McGarry, I knew you'd remember
1: I didn't <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he did yesterday than I did today
2: the team. This is why we're a team. We're a great team. One and
1: functioning brain
2: between the three of us. And uh, Brett is the pilot of this operation and does a masterful job every single day. So, Captain, we salute you. <laughs> Hope you have a great day. Hope you have a great weekend. Uh, do you still celebrate at this point in time, or is it, uh, is it a little bit of a different approach? At- You know, when you turn
0: 39 for how many times now? Uh, (laughs) It's like my mom was, for the first 10 years of my life, my mom was 29. I actually had no idea how old she was. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, it's funny you say that. I know someone whose kids think their parents are, I think it's 38, because the mom said that at some point, no jokingly, and never corrected her daughter. And then they're out for supper with friends. And these people are like, how old are you guys anyway? And the little girl's like, my mom's 38. And then it gets to the point where... Like, you don't correct, but they're 10 years off. Like, they're 40, you know, they're 48. And yeah. so at some point, the lie has to, you know, they'll have to come clean.
2: <laughs> I won't say who in my life lied about their age when they met their significant other. I'm going to be. Really careful here because both these people listen and often right from the beginning <laughs> of the show. And uh, I think uh, they were seven years married when the truth finally came out. No. Yeah. And it's, it's like almost 700 days difference from the age that one person told the other that they were. So it was pretty funny. I happen to be around when the truth came out. It was, it was very entertaining. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you could perpetuate that lie for a long time. My advice, ask for identification yeah. on that first date. <laughs> Can I see your driver's license, social insurance number, if you happen to have
0: it? <laughs> the number is 46, by the way. And no, I have no... If I was in my 20s, I would have had plans for weeks to go right. to the bar with my friends. Uh, one year, we even rented a, a couple of times, actually. We rented hotel rooms. Like at, uh, we, we did one at Canada's Polo Park. So we went to the Tijuana Yacht Club. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, boy. And now my big plan for tonight is probably just sit on my couch, watch the Continental from the World of John Wick on Prime Video, and fall asleep halfway through at nine PM.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a great day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll go to the pub after work, of course, but uh, uh, but other than that, and then my first my first birthday greeting came from our friend and colleague down the hall, Vicky Shea at Power ninety seven. Happy birthday, Brent! Oh, so I'm like, all right. <laughs> We're off and running. (laughs) (laughs) Clay Young's around here. (laughs) I'm sure he'd
2: uh, love to wish a happy birthday to Brent as well.
0: (laughs) That's right. I actually had to say to Clay, and Clay's standing about 20 feet from us with Engineer Mike uh, as we broadcast live from the Hockey for All Center. And I had to finally see him. Clay, just go up to him. Clay, what's my name?
1: Brent. Say my name, say my name. (laughs) Do you know who this is? I'm pointing to him right now, Clay. What's his name? (laughs) <laughs> oh, you got it right there. Yeah, there you, you, got you go. It right there.
0: There you go. He knows the name at last. <laughs> There's
1: a big crew of us down here. What's going to happen here this morning? <laughs> We're going to have some hockey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we- Clay,
2: Clay, Clay, <laughs> Clay, <laughs> step away from the microphone. Clay, good, good, good morning, Clay.
0: Global News Mornings. Clay Young is here as we broadcast live from the Hockey for All Center getting ready for what, Mr. Greg? Tomorrow's Fan Fest. Uh,
2: Winnipeg Jets fans by the thousands will be here at the Hockey for All Centre. But, of course, it's all business for the Winnipeg Jets today. Day two of on-ice training camp. Uh, two groups, Team Solani, Team Newmanen. I understand uh, the first group uh, will be on the ice around 9.45. Not long after, both groups will be going. We've got, I think, three sheets of ice going today where the, where the teams will be sort of rotating around. And they don't even waste time. Like, when the ice is chewed up, they will kind of piggyback their leaf right? They just move over. They yeah. move over, and then the ice gets clean so they can go back. And uh, it's really quite the operation here. So uh, training camp number 13 for the Winnipeg Jets 2.0. And this Fan Fest, if you've never been here, is absolutely fantastic. Set up for families, all sorts of activities, indoors and out. For whatever reason, the weather always seems to it decide exists. to take a change. You
1: know what the turning point is, no matter when you hold it? What's Nickers that? and kickers. I feel like that is the official day of fall, whether <laughs> we do it in October, which is normal, or like yesterday where thousands of people came out. Thank you, by the way. But that seems Wonderful to be the turning day. point for uh, good point. terrible weather. So we did knickers and kickers yesterday. It stands to reason that we should see some sort of like sleet, snow, hail combo. <laughs> today i don't think we're going to but it's uh it's a different day out there for sure
2: it is a different day took the perimeter uh from the home base out here and uh there was rain the entire way heavy at times so if uh you are heading out onto the highways in particular you may encounter some heavy
0: rain depending on where you are this morning so we are going to be joined by multiple jets related guests starting at seven thirty-five this morning with the coach, yeah, Rick Bonus will sit down. Uh, I don't know what we can ask him that he hasn't
2: already been asked.
1: Do you have a BLT bagel for breakfast, or more healthy choices for your team?
2: And I think Question this is one. where I think this is where uh, I might even just step out of the interview altogether and let you guys just ask all non-hockey stuff and go, get as hockey as you want. And because I would want to know different things than than maybe the average listener would, just because you know I'm a geek when it comes to the hockey. Yeah. And I might ask Rick Bona stuff that uh, he just simply won't answer. How many pieces of gum that? do
1: you go through in a game while you're there chewing madly?
0: What kind of shoes do you wear? Because you got to stand for a long time. See? Yeah. These are great questions. The ones that won't even When you even want to swear but
1: can't, what is your alternate word? Well, I don't think that's a
0: problem. Do you wish you had didn't have to wear a suit? See? These are great questions. <laughs> When Kyle? you're looking
1: up at the replay, are you really looking up at the replay or are you praying to God?
0: <laughs> a little bit of
2: both, I suspect, <laughs> depending on the score and whether you're challenging he's, a goal. These are terrific
1: questions. Hopefully he's not listening right now and like, oh, God, he's going to turn around. He's turning around in his car right now going back home.
0: <laughs> so lots to discuss today at the Hockey for All Center. <laughs> It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb broadcasting live from the Hockey for All Center, getting ready for Jets Fan Fest, which is tomorrow. And since we're in a hockey facility, we have a question for you for a chance to win tickets for Christmas with the Tenors, December first, Club Region Event Center. Tickets for that show, by the way, go on sale today. But Loren, as uh, by the way, just as an <laughs> aside, we all feel like Pigpen because we like we're in Fly Central. We're indoors. And we're, the bugs won't leave us alone.
1: This is how I feel at home every day for the past two weeks. The flies have just been horrendous. And now they're just swarming us to the point where Braden, sitting here helping us out with the technical side of things. And we're joking that he's, like, swar- he's covered the board with honey or something like that. Because <laughs> they're coming in fast and furious. I can't take it. I'm trying to kill them. I can't.
0: Yeah. So...
1: <laughs> in case and just, we needed to let you know because I'm smacking things, like I'm hitting people, I'm hitting Somebody the equipment. Somebody get my
2: chopsticks. <laughs> so yes. I can Lauren, you gotta
3: you gotta take your hand and slowly drop it over the fly, and then in the last second before, we, so it doesn't escape, you close. You the
1: know, trap. The other day I was at the rink with the kids, and I, in the middle of the, I grabbed a fly, like you know, mid air, and then I, I, I was so surprised that I caught it. And you let it go. I let it go,
0: Mr. Miyagi. <laughs>
1: I was like, check this out. And then I was like, oh, wait, I did not kill the fly. Anyway.
0: You are the karate kid. (laughs) All right. So today's question, and, Lorena, this was your suggestion, has to do with scoring a goal.
1: Well, we're out here at the Fan Fest that starts tomorrow for the Winnipeg Jets, the Hockey for All Centers. We've got some players, I think, that have been coming in this morning already walking past us. And I thought, well, if you were – I mean, we don't all get the opportunity to have that feeling of scoring a goal And then having the song play and the crowd go wild. But if you had a goal in life, like it can be when you have success at a meeting or, you know, you really nail a work day. If they could like fire up a horn and play a goal song for you in that moment, what would it be? 204-780-6868.
0: 204-780-6868. Give us your musical suggestions, and let's go around the horn here, starting back in the studio at 201 Portage with Cam Portress.
3: Well, when I was thinking about this, there's only one person who comes close to me in this world, and I had to go way back in history, uh, but this is probably the the, the person, the individual, who, who's sort of one of my heroes and the person that I I, I, I think I'm the most like, and I think you'd agree.
1: Who the glass? Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> no
4: one greater.
1: <laughs> Our favorite flavor, Hercules. 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 He's doing a little jig in the studio That's too. That's my soul. Her- was on a roll. Okay, there you go. Cam has a voice, people. You have like a show tunes voice.
3: Well, you know, I I know. <laughs> I told you if I wasn't doing this, I'd be uh. You'd be Hercules, I'd, be a, I'd be Hercules, a Tony Award-winning superstar. But I'm I'm so stuck humble here. too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, well, humility done.
3: humility is my greatest trait.
0: <laughs> and just for those who don't know, uh, because I don't think I've seen the film. That's from the, is that from the Disney cartoon? That's from the
3: Disney Hercules
0: movie, yes, from the '90s. Okay, I like that. It's a catchy a catchy song. Sarah McCarthy. What about you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I turned my chair when he was recording that. I'm like, oh. Here we go, Hercules. <laughs> 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 Um, But mine, well, I listen to music on the way to work,
5: you know, try and wake yourself up at four in the morning. And uh, I just kind of shuffle
1: all of my, like, liked songs. And then this one actually came up this morning and just kind of reminded me how good it is.
0: I was expecting Taylor Swift.
1: <laughs> I thought that was too obvious of a choice. But, uh, yeah, I love Centerfold, um... It's played a couple times. I played hockey growing up. I think that's a pretty classic arena song. So what's the so
0: the name of the song is Centerfold. By J Giles
1: Band. Jay Giles, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: That's like from the nineteen seventies, late seventies, early eighties.
0: Yeah, I've heard this song a billion times. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because it's been around since you were born, basically.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised Sarah knows this song. I do, I do. Good pick, another one. Um well let's go to producer Kyle
4: Milroy. All right, so um, I had a bit of a tricky time with this, but I figured it out. I'm a big wrestling fan, and so wrestling music gets me pumped up a lot. And there's a wrestler who uh, isn't really around anymore named Bobby Roode, and he has a song called uh, "It's Called Glorious Domination." It's a really cool song, and I'll uh, play it for you right now. No,
6: I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend.
1: I will defend. That's awesome.
4: Na- the Natural Predators actually play this song once uh, once in a while uh, in their arena here. At for of- real? Yeah, it's uh, you can't help but get pumped up by it. Mm-hmm.
0: So I want to yeah, hear
4: it 50 times a year when I score 50 goals a year. Clearly, <laughs>
0: well, it's it's kind of a good good hybrid for you as well, Kyle, because I know you like the the, the metal stuff. So I do. So yeah, I metal metal sort of, yeah, I
4: had to yeah I had to sort of dumb down the songs I wanted to play for you guys. So <laughs> no, we don't need <laughs> cannibal-
3: too heavy. Yeah. Cannibal, yeah. cannibal Corpse on the yeah. uh, on
4: the <laughs> <laughs>
0: air, Kyle. Um, Maclean, what about you?
2: Well. Sarah said she didn't want to be predictable and (laughs) thought Taylor Swift would be way too predictable. (laughs) Mine's incredibly predictable. (laughs) It's Van Halen will be forever and always. And this song from the Van Hagar era of Van Halen just simply puts me in a good mood no matter what. And when the Jets finally win the Stanley Cup, I know they played this in Anaheim. When Team Mussolini and the Ducks raised their first Stanley Cup, but I got to hear that at Canada Life
0: Centre. That's just, it says it all, man. Yeah. Standing on top of the world. That's a great choice. Lauren, what about you?
1: Okay, so this is where you have to picture how I come into work most days. You get in at, like, say, 4.30. You're wearing the same jeans you wore yesterday, which is what <laughs> I'm doing right now. My hair's a mess. I put my makeup on in the car. I'm a disaster, Okay. But in the moment where say something like I nailed something at work, I would need all the lights around me to go dark, a spotlight to turn on me. I'd suddenly be changed into like a lycra bodysuit, bedazzled, lycra. like just like a bot, like I just fit it, and I'd look good. And my hair would suddenly be shiny, and my nails would be long, and I would just hit it. No, off. that's not it. No. Well, this <laughs> you want to go through work. that all again? I can't <laughs> no. now. Take two. That's all right. No, we'll just come back there so now i'm coming down the hallway yeah. and i'm flipping my hair and i look good and i'm like did you see what i just did i did good i look good i am good and then the song would fade and i'd be back Sorry, in my jeans. i ruined
4: everything the random La- Mackling song was still playing in the background you know
1: what Kyle it's not <laughs> your fault song. it's not your I fault i was not i was not good is, as hell this is not a goal song this is just a moment <laughs> like where a you're moment like song? in a moment that could be a goal song i'm feeling song, good not? as hell you I mean, know what was the silly song
2: that uh, was it gloria Oh, well, Gloria is like the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. That's their goal song, celebration song. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like how the heck did that... I mean, that's
2: a great song. With it, it. I don't know the story behind that, but it was weird, right? Yeah. now that yeah. was
1: good. Is he particularly good when Brett Hall then got on stage after they won. Oh, Just yeah, that was great. With his mic, he's Gloria. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 204-780-6868. What would be your song, your goal song, your moment song, what about Entrance you birthday song. boy oh we're out of time 204-780-6868 for a chance to win tickets for christmas with the tenors we'll pick a winner at nine fifteen, and tickets for that sale that show go on sale today it is mackling mcgarry and mcnab oh this was my song by the way this would be my song when I score a goal. This is from Top Gun Maverick.
1: Yes.
0: We're broadcasting live from the Hockey for All Center getting ready for Jets Fan Fest. Normally this is where the couch potatoes assemble to tell you what's new at the movies, but we'll push that aside because we have a very special guest with us right now. Our next guest is conducting his second training camp as head coach of the Winnipeg Jets.
2: So we're going to ask a few questions, but we won't ask him how many nhl training camps he's attended as a player (laughs) assistant coach or head coach but we will tell you this he was drafted by both the nhl's atlanta flames and wha's indianapolis racers in 1975 his first training camp with the winnipeg jets team was back in 1980 81 all that to say lorenne Rick Bonus knows a thing or two about training camp.
1: So we say good morning to Rick Bonus. How are you doing?
7: Good morning. Doing great. Thanks. Good job on you guys. to Get all those old dates accurate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we were joking around this morning. Greg's our hockey guy, and Brett and I don't have as many sport-related questions sometimes. So we are going to get to training camp, but I do want to know: Does anyone in your life call you Richard? Like, if you're in trouble, do you get a Richard from my, someone? My daughter. Yes?
7: Really? <laughs> Who was born in Winnipeg, 1987. Yeah, well, we have a pretty special relationship. So every once in a while, whether she show me something on the computers, I'll get the look. Richard, <laughs> can I have your attention, please? <laughs> That's pretty. I was figuring
1: it's going to be like a partner or something like that, or someone, an old teacher that you still run into that yells at uh, no, you.
7: No, no. At home, uh, I'm from Halifax, and uh, so I grew up there. My wife and I are both from there. When I go home, and I've got a son, Ricky, so everyone at home calls me Ricky and they call him Rick.
1: <laughs> so the training camps over the years, Greg outlined sort of the history there, but how have they changed or have they in terms of what you started out doing and what now becomes sort of a, a machine of training camps in some respect? They
7: have changed for the better and it's such a good thing to see because uh, there were days, uh, early days when those training camps were absolutely crazy. First of all, the players didn't Probably around the mid-70s, we started getting conditioning programs for the summer. Uh, before that, we weren't given anything. Um, so, and not, not that everyone followed them to a T. So, uh so the the, the the training camps then were, were just long and arduous. It was, it, you're on the ice twice a day. You were going on back out with, uh, you know, back in the days of tacks and leather skates and everything, mm-hmm. with all kinds of wet equipment and wet underwear. Anyways, um, they were long and they probably went for a month. And before you even started playing games, it would be two sessions a day of scrimmages. And in those days, there was a lot of fights in those scrimmages because people were trying to get their get recognized fortunately all that's gone uh the the new cba with our players is is far better for our players and for our league uh we're now limited to three hours a day what we can do with them for the first three days before we start training camp our players all report in great shape which they have to do now because as opposed to three or four weeks before you played an exhibition game we're playing on sunday So So gone are those days days.
1: where they'd walk in and you'd be like, "Uh uh-oh, so-and-so had a rough summer or they didn't get the bike or whatever.
7: The guys that were secure back then and they had lots of, you know, they were... Made the team. They were never in great shape, but by the end of the training camp, they were. Our guys come in great shape, and and, and it's attributed to all the professional athletes today. It's a big business. There's a lot more at stake today than in long years ago, and I think all the changes have been made are for the better. Our game's in a great place right now. It is our game is fast. It's entertaining. Uh, so the the game itself is better. The players are because the players are far better conditioned. Their nutrition, their exercise, they all have. Uh, physical training coaches uh so they're they're better attuned coming into camps than we were fan fest tomorrow
0: if your players your new players don't understand what this team means to its fans they will tomorrow so how big a deal is conveying that connection and creating a culture around the team well, I'm not
7: going to say too much about them. Actually, I want them to be impressed with it. I want them to walk out and they say, wow, this is impressive. Because our fans are impressive. And we're going to get a great turnout today. And it's going to be a great atmosphere in here today. But I think if if they're just walking out and they're going to have their eyes open and they're going to real, realize what a passionate following we have in this city, uh, which is a wonderful thing for for everyone involved. And uh, I think they're going to be very – listen, the guys that we acquired, particularly the guys from L.A they're thrilled to be Winnipeg Jets and for me it starts there all three of them when I spoke with them the summer after the trade yeah we're excited to come to Winnipeg we want to be Winnipeg Jets and that's just music to all of our ears that they want to be here they want to help us become a better team and they're going to come out tomorrow and they're going to see what we're talking about in terms of a passionate fan base so I think it's a wonderful day for the fans it's a wonderful day for our players and for the guys that have been here it's a reminder. Like, we've got great fans here. Let's let's make sure we're doing everything we can to, to keep them on our side and keep them supporting us. When we talk about professional
2: hockey teams and college teams, uh, teams of any sort, Coach, we talk about culture quite often. That word comes in. Are you a believer in creating a culture? and? Have you got any tricks up your sleeve in, in terms of creating the culture you want to see, or, or have
7: you already succeeded in <laughs> no, that? No, no. Hey, listen, you never stop building the culture, but when you're talking culture, you're also talking chemistry. Uh and the chemistry between lines has to work, the chemistry between defensive pairings has to work, the chemistry on the ice has to work but it's a lot better and it's a lot easier to make that happen when you have the right culture and you have everyone buying in and you have everyone feeling part of it so that's how you create the cu- the culture but sometimes you, you, you throw three guys together but you don't see the chemistry so now the, the culture is good but the chemistry is not so now you got to make some changes to that uh, but listen, we, we took a lot of tough steps last year to improve the culture because that's all everyone heard after a lot the two years ago bad culture bad this bad that so you know we were brought in okay first thing we have to do is we had to change the culture we had to get more guys involved in the locker room and more communication with the players so we did that and then it was our job as coaches to try to find that right chemistry with the lines and everything else but um so you go back to last year and we, we achieved what we wanted to achieve in terms of opening up that room and getting more players involved, more players feeling that they are part of leadership and that their voice can be heard and will be heard. And now it's, it, we have to continue to improve the chemistry on the ice so that we, we can continue to be a competitive team and make a, not only get in the playoffs this year but make a lot more noise.
2: Lots of players that are very familiar to fans here. You mentioned the, the three uh, L.A. players that, that came over, but talk about Nino Niederreiter. He uh, had an immediate impact on this team. Is he someone that, that fans should should count on to be bringing a, another level of excitement for, f- to this club? Because he just, he just
7: seemed to fit in from the get-go. He, he's a perfect example of what you've talked about of culture. And chemistry, he loves being a Winnipeg Jet. He was thrilled to get here, and he was thrilled uh, right away. And he wants to stay here. He wants an extension, uh, which hopefully that's all going to happen. That's the business side of things. We don't touch that one, but I do know Nino is very, very happy to be a Winnipeg Jet. And now you talk about chemistry, and you're right. He fit right in. We put him on left wing. We put him on right wing, regardless who we put him out with. He did a very good job for that line. So there's the importance of your chemistry. And and he again. uh, um, and you can say, okay, you know, we need you on the right wing tonight. No problem. Got it. We need you on left wing tonight over here. Yep, no problem. Got it. We need you to kill penalties. We need you on to be the the net front on the power plate. No problem. Got it. Like he's his attitude is outstanding, um, and he's just he's a real good pro, and he brings a work ethic and a great attitude. He's one of those players. He's always smiling. I love that. Right. So they want to listen. We're playing the game. Let's enjoy this right? as much as we can. There's enough down times during the season, but man, every day you get a chance to uh, to enjoy this this game and this team in the city just enjoy it it's a game let's, let's have as much fun with it as we can and Nino brings that every day I never have to get after him Nino I'd like to see a smile today <laughs> never have to worry about that with Nino he's looking at me coach you smiling today <laughs>
1: we talked about off the hop about how players might prep for training camp and how they what they do in the off season is there something coaches do as you come into it? like what does your prep for training camp look like as a coach
7: well, my, my prep starts in, when the uh, last whistle goes to the last So there's game. no off-season. <laughs> no, there's no offseason. season um, my, The guys I play golf with back in Halifax, they love it when they know I'm we're playing golf and all of a sudden I'll start thinking about a player or a player or something. And then they know it because they're going to take all my money because I'm distracted. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just donating. And they're just let me play, but they know I'm thinking about something. But, um, you know, I'll always bounce stuff off. Judy in the middle of summer will be sitting there and I'll what do you think of this? And she'll look at me like, uh, will you turn it off? For a while, but no, it stays with you all the time. But in terms of that, uh, we, the, the, we have I've got a great coaching staff. i had given them uh, some some task after the season. I wanted them to follow uh, one of the top four f- uh, finalists in the playoffs. So they each had a, they We went through all that. They broke down their strengths, their weaknesses of all the the four finalists. We all we we all did that. Uh, we've had a, we had Zoom calls in August. We had a lot of conversations, um, but. Being our second year here, um, like last year was a, probably a more challenging training camp because we didn't know the players, mm-hmm. and we were trying to make a, implement a few changes to the way we played. Uh, this summer we came back and it was okay. We liked our last the first day of practice last year. Let's make some tweaks to that, and same thing going to today and tomorrow. So, putting training camp together was a little bit easier, and knowing the players and knowing that yeah we are, we have to tweak what we're doing because we didn't win the Stanley Cup so what we we're doing last year wasn't good enough so now we have to make our team better so we have to tweak the systems and things like that so but it's a lot easier when we know the players and they're not major tweaks like we made last year
0: we only have a couple minutes left here coach but we just wanted to ask you a couple of less serious questions before you get out of here like we were oh, these are these
7: are these are <laughs> <less> serious
0: <laughs> well <laughs> you're more taking it easy <laughs> on me today cuz Greg suggested we should cuz we sometimes like to just ask random questions like for example when you're on the bench what kind of shoes do you wear cuz you just you're like standing around
7: for 3 hours <laughs> Yeah, you well, I, listen, my wife dresses me, <laughs> and she does. She says, you're wearing this tonight, and I say, okay, that's good. What we'll shoes? Choose- okay, she picks them out. So just regular street shoes.
1: Okay. Do you have a lucky, like, tie or no. charm? Nope, no, no I'm lucky charm. No, i superstitious.
7: Okay. There's not one ounce of superstition in no me.
2: No superstitions.
7: No, None. There's, the, there's a difference to me with the routine and okay. a routine and a superstition, right. No, I don't have any superstitions. Uh, listen, I've got too much going on in this small mind of mine to worry about superstitions. <laughs> Are you a nice guy or a gum guy? I don't know. I used to be a gum guy, and now, uh, uh, no, neither one. Interesting.
1: <laughs> we, we're going to leave it with it. We were talking goal songs today. If you had a goal song. Yeah, what like when you, when you if score you a goal. You know, or you have a great moment in the game and you want to hear a song played just for That's you. That's a good
7: question.
2: All the players have one now. Yeah, so. they do.
7: That's, which is great. Yeah, but I'm a Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd fan, yes. so I, I think you'd have a tough time finding one for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Immigrant song would, would be great. That's thunder.
7: Yeah, Immigrant yeah. song would be good. Yeah, right. rock and roll. Get it going right away again. Yep. Yep. I'm all in on that.
0: Rick Bonus is the coach. Of the Winnipeg Jets joining us live on six eighty CJOB at the Hockey for All Center as we get ready for Jets Fan Fest. Coach, pleasure to meet you. Thanks
7: for coming. My pleasure, guys. Here come, pleasure.
0: I think the song is coming in. There you there go. There we go. I do you like
7: that? How, what a better way to start your day than a little Led Zeppelin? <laughs> <laughs> it gets you going.
0: <laughs> Kevin Sheveldayoff joins us at eight thirty-five. Traffic and weather, and then we'll hear from John Shannon. We haven't heard from him in a while. That's next on the start. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb broadcasting live from just west of the Perimeter Highway at the Hockey for All Center as we get ready for Jets Fan Fest tomorrow. And right now, we have a rather special announcement about our next guest. Producer Kyle, hit the clip.
3: A little passing play and a drop pass, and Harkins beats Rask, and it's one
8: nothing Winnipeg. Fourth of the season for Harkins, but this is all Dominic Toninato, who wins a foot race on the near side boards. that starts just inside the Jets' blue line. He races down, gets to a puck, and then uses body position to shield, and then leaves a perfect drop pass for Jansen Harkins, who lets it fly from that left wing faceoff dot, beats Tugarask under the arm. It's one
0: nothing Winnipeg on their first shot of the hockey game. That was the Jets at Boston January 21st of 2022, and Greg, who was that in that piece of audio?
2: Well, you may recognize the voice of Paul Edmonds, the play-by-play voice of the Winnipeg Jets here on 680 CJOB. The other voice is that of our next guest, Mitchell Clinton, and, and Mitch, May 31st, 2011, Mark Chipman talked about how the organization, the Manitoba Moose, was getting that call-up for the, that they'd long w- awaited for, call-up to the NHL. You, my friend, congratulations, will be joining permanently... Paul Edmonds as analyst on Jets broadcast here on the radio home of the
8: Winnipeg Jets, CJOB. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. And it's funny because as soon as that clip started playing, I could see the goal in my head because I think that was one of the first games I did with Paul uh, during that season. And, you know, there's just things you, you don't forget in your professional career and obviously, you know, having that opportunity to work with, to work with him in that capacity in a color analyst role. I remember the goal. I remember a bunch of things. And I was talking to Kelly Moore about, you know, Hey, like, you know, maybe we'll, we'll come into your interview with a clip or something. He's like, like which games he does. I remember every single game I did. So uh, I couldn't be more excited about the opportunity, uh, the chance to work with with Paul Edmonds. And obviously been talking to you guys in the mornings uh, last season as well. So yeah, it's, just one of those things that uh, you'll always remember when you got offered the opportunity and you'll always remember, you know, when these uh, types of things come to fruition.
1: At what point in your life did you say that this is your goal? You know, like is this, because some people think of this as the kids sometimes, you, have, yeah. you get to your twenties, you're like, I could do this. Like, where did that start for you?
8: You know, it's interesting because when I was a kid, like seven years old or so, it started out as, you know, I want to be like the people on TV. That was essentially it. And at that age you, you think it's just sitting there and reading what's in front of you. It seems simple and but then, as you get older, you learn there's this whole journalism thing behind it and everything. So, but no, it seemed no matter what classes I I, I went to and uh, what classes I attended, what what courses I did, it always seemed to, to come back to wanting to be involved in the game itself. And I loved what what I was doing. You know, I started at uh, Shaw TV way back when as their as their sports director, and then I came to the to the Jets in 2013. And even then, it was just kind of just being like a, a team reporter. And this kind of just shows how the the digital landscape has kind of changed over the years and the media landscape as it was. Cause at that point I was, you know, I'd I'd hold a mic in scrums. I was doing website. I was helping with social media. Now, like our digital team is, you know, 10, 12 people. And, Mm. um, it just kind of seemed that my career took me in, in more of the day-to-day reporting side of things. And, in terms of like doing play-by-play and, and color analyst stuff, sometimes, you know, you got to start at the junior levels and, and, and work your way up. And my job kind of took me in a different direction. That being said, you know, I have to thank someone like Kevin Jeffrey at 730 CKDM. I was doing Dolphin King's color whenever I could during college. I, Daniel Fink had me on doing Manitoba Moose games last year. So I was able to get the reps for it as well as obviously the games I did with Paul uh, a couple of years ago. So, it's always kind of been something in the back of my mind that I wanted to do. Um, the opportunity just never really presented itself to do it at the, the National Hockey League level, but I'm, I'm incredibly grateful that it did. we only got about two minutes here, Mitch, but the Jets Fan Fest. How big yeah. a deal is this event? It's uh, it's incredible, and, you know, I think back to the development camp uh, in the summer. There's been so many years where we have, the Jets haven't been able to have that, and just to see all the prospects together and, you know, interacting with fans, you know, it was something that we didn't really have. And now FanFest is just that, you know, plus, you know, 100 times. And it's it's always great to feel the energy in the building. I heard Rick Bonus on with you guys a little bit earlier. It's honestly one of the best things, maybe not necessarily in terms of, you know, recruiting players and everything, but you get guys in here that come out and it's a practice on a Saturday at a, at, you know, it's a beautiful practice facility we have here in the Hockey for All Center. And they come out on the ice and it's full both sides of the bleachers is full and they go to the other rink because practices are long during training camp and that's full too and they get the opportunity to, to interact with people as they kind of walk between ranks and they it's kind of that first taste of this is what this team means uh, to this city and it's their first chance to look at it and I think it's also for the guys that have been here for a long time it's a nice reminder mm-hmm. of you know no matter how last season ended we're behind you, and they're just as excited to get the season going. Jamie Thomas remains a big part, absolutely, of the of the team here
2: at the Winnipeg Jets, and uh, with us at CJOB We'll speak with Jamie uh, at nine thirty-five. Mitch, congratulations! How long have you been keeping this under your hat?
8: A little while. I have to. <laughs> I got to. I have to thank my wife and my mom for keeping it quiet too, because I'm sure they they've been wanting to to pass it on and to to say it to a few people, but they've they've held they've held strong as well. So happy that it's out in the open and uh, we can talk about it freely.
0: Mitchell Clinton, the new color man for the Winnipeg Jets broadcast here on 680 CJOB alongside Paul Edmonds. Mitchell, congratulations and thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Jets Fan Fest, by the way, starts at 8 a.m. tomorrow, goes until 3 p.m. here at the Hockey for All Center. Kevin Sheveldayoff joins us at 8.35. Jamie Thomas joins us at 9.35. Mackling McGarry and McNabb broadcasting live from the Hockey for All Center ahead of FanFest tomorrow. And we're asking you, since we are in a hockey facility, if you scored a goal, whether it was in hockey or just you nailed it in life, what song would you want to play? And, Loren, this one comes from Gary Hook, 2 Unlimited.
1: Yeah, he talked initially, he might do Sweet Caroline for his daughter, uh, Wipeout, maybe from Nostalgia, but he says he'd have to go with Get Ready for This by 2 Unlimited. He said, Rock it and pass me the puck. I don't even know if Gary plays hockey, but you feel it when you're uh, I, certain Well, music. this
2: song, the Jets came out to this song April twenty eighth, 1996,
1: their last <laughs> Well, I didn't know that. You game. made up that date. There's <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Way
2: that's <laughs> no, fine. I didn't. And... <laughs> And of course, Chris King had been injured in game five in Detroit, and Keith Kachuk came out with the captaincy onto the ice. And of course, the arena was going absolutely mental. And I don't know if I, I was trying to talk to my buddies next to me, we couldn't hear one another. This set a tone. Back in the day, this song. It's a great choice.
0: So we are asking you that for a chance to win tickets for Christmas with the Tenors. It's a show that's coming to Club Region Event Center on December 1st. Tickets go on sale today, but you can win tickets. Tell us which song would you like, and we'll pick that winner at 9.15 after our weekly Gab with Gabby. But right now, our next guest is entering his 13th season as the general manager of the Winnipeg Jets.
1: And often on the show, we joke that we have a friendly rivalry with our friends in Saskatchewan. And the fact that Kevin Dayoff played his junior hockey with the Brandon Kings that offsets your birth certificate <laughs> somewhat. Uh, but we say good morning to the man referred to in this community affectionately as Chevy. How are you doing?
6: I'm doing great. And thank you for not asking me what my goal song would be. Fortunately, I didn't score a lot of goals. I didn't <laughs> have to think of that. So that would have stumped me. That would have been the hardest question uh, you know, of, of the interview today.
1: But then it would have felt so good when you heard it, <laughs> yeah, right? If you're only yeah. hearing it once in a while, that's when it feels celebratory. So are you official Manitoba now? Do we say that? Is that what you tell yourself?
6: Is? Well, I'm probably coming up more years in Manitoba than I did in Saskatchewan. I think I left home at 15 years old and, uh, you know, uh, coupled with my four years in uh, in Brandon and my 13 years here, I think I've actually had more lifetime in Manitoba than in Saskatchewan. Okay. I, we, really- can, we can accept
1: that as a very diplomatic answer. you got to be careful. The I, I, I family got, back home, I think. Yeah, no, things- for
6: sure. You know, I think everyone thought that uh, they were all the thing when they won the uh, Labor Day Classic. But then I think the Bombers, uh, you know, certainly uh, woke up uh, in the Banjo Bowl. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. We could
2: <can> talk football <laughs> if you want. But I think we should probably talk a little bit of hockey. <laughs> uh,
6: 13,
2: 13 years, the Jets have held training camps under a variety of unusual circumstances from moving from Winnipeg, or from uh, Atlanta to Winnipeg, pandemic, labor issues hanging over. How nice is it to get back to a camp without Many of those outside
6: forces that play
2: a like, normal
6: in yeah. quotation marks, Chevy. Well, there's always something uh, you know that that's intriguing about uh, you know every camp. There's always uh, different storylines. Obviously, last year was uh, Bones' and the coaching staff's first year. Um, you know, this year, you know, the, 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 that's settled. There, you know, they're they're firmly in charge here and looking to uh, you know take the next steps as an organization. This year, obviously, we're real excited that um, we've named the new captain in Adam Lowry, and I think that ushers in a a, a new era for us. Uh, you know, a player that was part of our very first first draft uh, you know the second player that we picked in that draft and to see him grow through the organization and you know become now the eventual leader of this club I think it, it just kind of brings kind of things full circle and and sets the stage for um, you know for an exciting year so
0: the Jets are obviously such a big part of the culture in Manitoba and we asked coach Rick Bonus about culture and creating a culture within the club What's your role in that?
6: Well, you know, obviously, uh, again, uh, you, you know, you, you talk about a lot of different things. You work with the coaches. Um, you know, again, you're, uh, some of the players that uh, you're bringing in, um, you know, they have to fit. You have to uh, get a feel for what the team needs and, and uh, um, what the coaches want and what type of players. And obviously, there's younger players that, uh, you know, might come in. But one thing that's important is, is you know, you, you start setting a standard. And, and, you know, we talked about, you know, the, uh, the new captaincy. We talked about the new leadership group. Uh, um, you know and, and and this is their team they, you know the players and I think Rick talked about it quite a bit you know last year is like great teams are led by players you know coaches can you know lead good teams but great teams are, are led by the players and and that's what you want you want them to hold each other accountable you want them to set that standard um, you know it, it's important obviously you've got to make the playoffs in order to get a shot at winning the Stanley Cup we we got to that point last year obviously um, you know we, uh, we, we but we didn't win we didn't get past uh, where we wanted to so you know you have to start setting that foundation uh, of those type of expectations here in training camp. And that's the most important uh, you know, aspect that we've talked about as a group.
1: Is that obvious to you? Do you see that right away in a player or does it take time to build when, when you're talking about what you look for, well, not just on the ice? Yeah,
6: no, it, you know, players mature and players grow. And, and um, you know, again, uh, the, the National Hockey League is a very, very tough league. It's in a very unforgiving league too. Lots of players that have ultra talent don't end up maybe even playing in, in the National Hockey League. So uh, it takes a special player, both, you know, mentally, physically um you know to in order to you know to be a player that stays for a long period of time as well so um players grow players learn uh players learn from each other players you know are always trying to get better so um you know again you're looking for you know a certain type of um you know commitment you're looking for obviously the coaches are always looking for chemistry they're always looking for different things that um you know can click you know as far as a group but um you know when it comes to setting the standard you know these are the times when it starts right now you've got a number
2: i think it's 3 on your roster right now former scholastic players of the year and so i've always wondered you know when you're creating that culture you, you watch documentaries sports documentaries and the conversations about the lengths to which organizations will go now to to try and garner some understanding of a of a player's and a prospect's character how big of a role we asked coach bonus about the change in training camp over the years right. since the mid 70s and the years that he's been involved How has that evolved in terms of unearthing players that ultimately going to fit into your culture how right. early does that start
6: well it starts you know real early actually Every, you know all the scouts have a network of people that they're always working with and talking about with and and uh, you know so it's always part of the evaluation um in that in that respect and and over the years uh, you know the national hockey league is you know created you know time uh, where you know you, you get to interview players and they call it the combines where you you know you you actually have an opportunity to sit with the players as a management staff the players actually go through some physical testing as well um you know they're there's lots of different uh, third-party um, mental you know kind of testing and, and different things that, that that you do have access to as well um, so it, again it's 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 a big business it's a it's something that's you know ongoing all the time and uh, all aspects of the business and that's I guess my my role is is not just you know one thing you're always looking at you know kind of have to have panoramic vision you're always looking at the now you're always looking at the future um, you know you're looking at contracts you're looking at you know training you're looking at scouting um, you know so there's so many different aspects of of this game that's why you know the pure joy is, is times like this where you get to see the players come out there um you know i think we have 56 players in camp uh you know th- every single one of them has some sort of tie to you know to the jets either through the moose or you know just being drafted or or players that uh you know have been drafted and are, and are starting to develop so it's an exciting time to you know kind of kick off everything I notice you have just one cell phone. Have you got a couple more <laughs> hidden somewhere? Yeah, no, no. There's no Breaking Bad here. It's uh, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know it, it's something that doesn't get shut off uh, very often. But um, you know, again, it's uh, uh, in today's day and age, it buzzes all the time. Well,
2: uh, well, I only ask that because you know there are a lot of fans that ask. Uh, you know. People love trades. People yeah. love player movement. When when things aren't going well, move that guy out, bring somebody in. And so we've been talking about culture, geography, etc. Can we just have a couple of minutes, just an sure. honest discussion about some of the challenges that this franchise has? Or maybe you can dispel some of the myths in terms of maybe you've got a a, a player that you've got your eye on. They've got a no-movement clause. Are there circumstances where
6: a guy that you'd like to have simply says no? You know what, I, I'm 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 not going there. Well, you know, again, I think it's not just a Winnipeg thing. It's not just a you know a, a, a Canadian thing. There's there's lots of different uh, things. When a player gets to a point in time in his career where you know again the the age of potential free agency, they have the opportunity uh, to have those no trade clauses. Some some teams, some players don't want to go to New York. Some players don't want to go to California. You know, some players don't want to do that. They are in that right. You have to respect that. And, and, you know, you just have to move on in different occasions, but we've had instances, obviously, you know, uh, Paul Stastny, you know, he had a, you know, a a no move at all. And, and, uh, you know, he chose to come here. And, and the interesting part about it was, like, the, you know, after he came here, he wanted to come back, you know, and, and we wanted to sign him that next year. We didn't have the cap space, unfortunately, so he moved on. But, you know, when the opportunity to retrade for him again, we were not on his no-trade list at that point in time. So I think those are the things that we focus on. Is, and, and you talk to a lot of the players is that once they get here, you know, the, 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 this area is kind of misunderstood. It's, it's, you know, hey, look, it's cold. There's no question. We talk to, you know, we, we talk to players uh, when we're trying to recruit college free agents. We say, look, if you're looking for palm trees, just you know, don't come here. But if you want a hockey market that cares about the game, that you want fans that are passionate about you as an individual and care about you as an individual, and eventually, if, you know, you grow and have a family, you raise your family, here. this is the place you want to come. So, you know, those are the things that, um, you know, that we focus on. A guy like Vladimir Mesnikov, same thing. Last year when we traded for him, you know, he had a no trade. And, you know, it came down to us and another team that, um, you know, that, that that were trying to trade for him, and, and he chose to come here. And now, look, he signed here again. So, you know, those are things that, you 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 know, we we just focus on, and and in this game, you can only control what you can control, and, you know, we'll move forward with that.
1: You get asked a lot of questions in any given week, you know, and sometimes it's the same questions. People are looking for the answer, so it could be a goalie question, it could be Shifley, it could be what have you. How often do people come up to you when you're just out in the public and say what are you going to do about this?
6: You know, it it's actually interesting. People are very very nice in the, you know and and I live here year round, Right? you know, I've got a, a, a obviously a cottage at Lake of the Woods. I get out there, you know, sometimes during the summer, but you know, like we're 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 kind of Winnipegers here now and um you know, it's funny. You stop for gas or you go to the grocery store, or, you know, it's funny. I a guy stopped me at Costco and it's like, "Huh?" You shop at Costco too. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> what are you going there for, by the way? What's your go-to Costco item? Oh, a nice, uh, nice brisket or something like that on the on the Traeger. Those are the, those are the things that you kind of enjoy uh, enjoy doing. But people are very, very respectful. But you know, it's the passion. You know, we talked about Dennis Bayak used to say it all the time. It's the passion that pays us all. Mm-hmm. And and you know, that's the important thing here is that uh, this is Winnipeg's team. This isn't Mark Chipman's team. This isn't you know Rick Bonus's team or you know any. This is Winnipeg's team. And, and we're the custodians of it, and, and we're entrusted with a very, very, you know, great responsibility here to to try to make this a great source of pride for the community. Do
1: you walk out with more than the brisket, though, in that <laughs> cart like everybody else? Well, like absolutely. 900 batteries for no reason? <laughs> okay, I'm all not right. allowed
6: to go there well, alone. <laughs> no.
0: Kevin Sheveldayoff is the general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, and he talks about passion, and that will be on display tomorrow at the Jets Fan Fest here at the Hockey for All Center, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Kevin, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. My pleasure. And hey, just a heads up as well, and you can bring up some music there, Kyle. Uh, we have to remind you that you can catch the excitement of Winnipeg Jets hockey this season in the all-new CJOB Family Fun Zone for just eight payments of sixty-eight, sixty-eight. We'll give you a sweet seat for five. Jets games with fun exclusives before every face-off, plus a Manitoba Moose Flex Pack. To get tickets and more information, head to cjob.com. And I believe now we are listening to The Power by Snap from Jeff P, who says, What I would give to be skilled enough to be a gritty player on the fourth line of the Jets and obliterate the opposing player with a clean hard check, the player coughing up the puck and me burying it in the back of the net, followed by Snap the power.
2: Get uh, Chevy Jeff's phone number can start tracking them now.
0: <laughs> well Jeff did add I can barely skate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Thought we had a hot tip for
0: you Chevy. <laughs> uh, we'll pick a winner for the uh, the goal songs at nine fifteen. And up next we gotta tell you about something awesome that happened at Knickers and Kickers yesterday. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb broadcasting live from the Hockey for All Center as Jets Fan Fest is tomorrow, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. But yesterday, we were all on location at Kildonan Place for Silo Missions Knickers and Kickers, asking you to donate underwear, new underwear and new socks, as well as gently used shoes and boots. And the the level of generosity that we saw yesterday, it never... (laughs) I don't know why I'm surprised. Like, every time, it's just like, oh, you're so kind. And every year, the the, the amount of stuff that people bring in. Like, we met one woman named Gabby, oddly enough, and we have our weekly Gab with Gabby coming up. And she showed up with some socks and some underwear, and then she said, oh, and I have this. Just very, like, casually hands me, like, a garbage bag Mm -hmm. full of beautiful toques that she knit.
1: Just for that, uh, too. And And I said,
0: yeah, like, did you do this? Just for this? And she said, yeah, I started last year, but I missed last year. So I've just been working on it through the year, and here you go. And they were just fantastic. I'm like, I can't (laughs) – the fact that you decided I'm going to do this for this specific event.
2: Imagine sitting down and knitting a 100 toques, like, and the mission behind
0: that, the commitment
2: and the time
0: and – Wow. And I should have I should have got her number so we could talk to her but I don't think like a reporter so I was just <laughs> like thank you. But the
1: difference that makes to people, right? Like the little things and in the stories that were behind the reasons why people were dropping things off or they heard something and it just sort of clicked they should they should donate it. Um there was a woman who who um um brought brought items that had belonged to her son who had just passed away and she said they were brand they're brand new and someone should use them, right? And and so it was this new pair of boots and it was the kindness behind that thought, I think, is tremendous. Within the first hour, there were 500 pairs of socks and hundreds of pairs of underwear, and I, I were waiting to get some totals. But, Greg, you mentioned how well, by the time you got there, how well things were yeah, going. Yeah, I didn't
2: get there until 2 o'clock and uh, was shortly thereafter. that it, indi- The indications were that we'd already surpassed what we'd gathered last year. So, Manitoba, Winnipeg, you're so special. Thank you so much for coming through once again,
0: as, as you always do. Our weekly Gab with Gabby coming up. And by the way, many thanks to Chud's Power Sports for sponsoring Knickers and Kickers. Wouldn't be able to do that event without your help. And thanks to Kill and Place for being such a gracious host. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, this song goes out to a couple of people, including Kaz, who says, my goal song would be We Won't Get Fooled Again. Cued up at that epic scream, which I will not try to do. The lyrics after that kind of fit in, too, says Kaz. So, chance to win tickets for Christmas with the Tenors. We'll pick a winner at 9.15. Tell us your goal song. What would it be? And before Greg Mackling does his wonderful introduction for our next guest, Loren, we got some details. We were just talking about knickers and kickers. And it looks like we got some numbers after all. Kelly Moore had the anchor shift in that relay yesterday and he was there at the, at the closing. And you
1: should know Kelly is always listening. Yep. I almost want to speak quietly. Like even at three (laughs) in the morning, he's probably giving FYI's out. Anyway, Kelly said (laughs) when he left knickers and kickers at six last night, the count was 2011 pairs of socks, 806 pairs of underwear and roughly 50 to 70 pairs of gently used shoes and boots. And that was another one of the asks yesterday was boots and, uh, People really uh, stood up for that, too. I think I carried several bags out of people's trunks and cars, and I felt like a caddy.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I had the umbrella going yesterday, walking people <laughs> to and from their cars. So. <laughs> so great job, Manitoba. Thank you for helping out badly needed stuff for Silo Mission. And once again, thanks to Chuds Power Sports for sponsoring Knickers and Kickers uh, and for Kildonan and Place for hosting the event. But now, Greg... Who are we going to introduce back at 201 Portage as we broadcast live from the Hockey for All Center? She is
2: the anchor. She is co MC
0: extraordinaire of events far and wide.
2: She is simply wonderful. It's Gabrielle Marchand, anchor of Global News Morning, seen Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. till 9 a.m. on
5: CKND Television, Channel 9, Cable 12. Good morning. How? What's the temperature like where you are in uh, Hockey For All Center? Because in your studio, I'm sitting here alone. Maybe I'm just lonely here, but it feels like a little ice box. Like I'm becoming oh. a
1: popsicle here. Don't really? have the body heat generating, you know, when you usually walk in or there. Or all with the hot bus. air that's normally in that we're studio. We're sitting in between the rinks, Gabby, so we're not. We're good temperature. What is astonishing is the stink of hockey equipment in it, here. It, it reeks. Stank. I love yeah. the smell of napalm in the morning.
0: <laughs> it's like they they they've got a door open. It's almost like the it's the first time they're airing it out. Oh, <laughs> it's you know a, it's like an uppercut when you walk <laughs> past that door.
2: You mentioned my very sensitive nose. I'm actually. She kind of loving this. Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. you're li- really bringing yes, back a lot of I'm great not. memories. Oh, like, this smell. <laughs> okay, there you go.
1: Well, that's memories the of you know my youth. Memories of youth. Yes, yeah, the stank.
0: Ugh, it's gross. But Grant not gross. Probably had
1: a job like no. Oh. equipment or delivering no, I, equipment did, well. I, tied,
2: I did tie skates for kids at a hockey Of course you did. <laughs>
1: there you see, did I knew I knew there's what what, what job hasn't Greg had. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so Gabby, one of the things we discussed this week, one of your favorite topics of course is snacks, but specifically like your favorite lunch snacks, like when either when you were a kid or maybe If you'd still bring a lunch, do you have a go-to snack that must be in there?
5: Well, going home for noon, I eat lunch all the time, and I eat a proper lunch consistently. And I'm sort of like a grown-up version of a child. I'll often cut up cheese and crackers and have charcutes, I call it, but it's really just cheese, crackers, and pickles. But lately, I'm going through a big tuna salad phase. And let me tell you, I want to talk about it. You put in some red peppers along with your pickles and horseradish mayonnaise, dill, Chef's Kiss, what a game changer.
1: Forest Rat, that oh. is a great idea. How do you feel about the addition of celery oh. to your tuna? I put celery in pickles.
5: Don't do it, Gabby. Hey, I hate celery, Lauren. I think oh, it's a garbage. It's a garbage, <laughs> <ever> <laughs> it's a garbage vegetable. It's a garbage vegetable. You're Come a wonderful on, person, but why you're are you eating it? not
2: a wonderful it?
1: person. I'm <laughs> sorry.
2: Continue the anti celery <laughs> rant. <laughs> no, I'm, Gabby.
1: I'm like, I probably have never been more disappointed. How much of it you. is ending up in your teeth, Lauren? That's what
5: I want to know. I don't you're picking it it's it's out for so days. It's so crunchy.
1: It's so It just gives a little je ne sais quoi. Little whatever you add it to. Je ne sais. Je ne sais.
5: Crunchy, <laughs> but it, <laughs> Lauren, I don't think there's any nutritional value to celery. Like people That's just use it to throw in peanut butter and raisins. No,
1: <laughs> no, I wouldn't do any of those things. I might, put, I might put some cheese whiz on the celery. I just don't get this. You can throw it in rice soups. It adds flavor, and the low calories. The peel. Okay, you All know right. what? You know All what, Lauren?
5: Right. Lauren, soup. I agree with you. If you have something to soften it, a super rice, it does add a nice flavor. I'm, I'm part team Greg, part team Lauren.
1: Raw? just doing that to nope. make me happy. <laughs> I, I know vegetable. she said she hated me so I was like, And actually I
0: I, I, <laughs> I don't would never. I'd have to verify this but I, I, I isn't it that you you actually burn more calories eating celery than you are ingesting? They
1: say that. It's just that That's it's a, also like if you're going to snack on anything with say a dip or whatever, why not pick the lowest fat vegetable yeah. and then enjoy the dip more?
0: Yeah. And it is a solid delivery mechanism for that dip because it comes with that like natural a spoon. scoop. scoop. Yeah,
5: Yeah, that's true. Okay, you're chewing so much, you're basically exercising. I'm not going to do the run today. I'll just chew some celery. Exactly. (laughs) There
0: you go. <laughs> there you go. Um memorable debates is another topic we covered. Anything jump to mind for you? You
5: know what I'd like to put this question out to all of you. Since I mean I've been doing it a little bit less maybe because I went to therapy and kind of regulated my emotions, but does anyone else have constant conversations in the shower that happened 7 years ago? Yep. I relive arguments all the time in the shower. Maybe they were 5 minutes ago, maybe they were 7 hours ago, maybe they were 7 years ago, but I'm reliving it in the shower and I'm having that conversation right. Like I debate myself in the shower. All the the
0: time yeah i do that all the time usually in the car oh. like i used to listen to music like super loud and then I, I i now i just sit in silence and often have those those five-year-old arguments <laughs> and then i think <laughs> well no wonder i'm grumpy all the time i gotta stop revisiting i gotta, gotta get out of the past Is it what
1: you didn't say or what you wish you had said yeah both. i kind both. of both i think it's generally me winning the argument
5: but sometimes it's also me being apologetic do you do this Lauren?
1: Oh yeah, no, no. I, but uh, it, sometimes it's even happened to me where I wake up in the middle of the night and be like, "Oh, <laughs> <Shark star. laughs> what, Exactly what <laughs> I should have said to them. Why didn't I think of that? I had one of those
2: the other day on the air with one of our leaders. Oh, I should have said this, and I, I was so upset with with myself. But Brett, uh, Gabby, just turn up the music and, and drown the uh, and drown the voices in your head. It's sort of like putting a, a piece of electrical tape on the uh, check engine light yeah. so you don't have to look at it. Yeah, that's no, that's true. a great one.
0: Especially it, a song like I mean, uh, yesterday, September, That's uh, by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yesterday it was the 21st of September. That was the and day. That, that song is impossible not to be, like, you can't listen to that and be miserable. I have I need-
2: officially a request
0: for Kyle Milroy, by the way. So in the meantime, we do have to get out. But Gabrielle, thank you. Always a pleasure,
5: Gabby. You guys have fun down there. Lauren, I'm so sorry about the celery thing. We're I'll make still it friends. To you.
1: I didn't say, I would never say hate. Okay. The down, dislike Gabby. is intense in this moment, but it's not hate. Okay?
5: <laughs> okay, have fun out there.
0: Gabrielle Marchand is the host of Global News Morning, seen weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Global Winnipeg. As we listen to Sub- September with Earth, Wind, and Fire, we'll check your weather and give away tickets for the Tenors next on The Start. Do you remember? Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb broadcasting live from the Hockey for All Center ahead of Jets Fan Fest tomorrow and we one of the things we asked you today for a chance to win tickets for Christmas with the Tenors is what would your goal song be if you scored a goal and Greg yours was Van Halen standing on top of the world and then Loren yours was something hair down
1: it was goal of life you know like when I'm hitting it at work Lizzo.
0: Oh yeah I that's right put my right.
1: like on for Lizzo Check my nails, baby. How you doing? I'm feeling good as you know what.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Lycra, Loren. I don't know. I'm that's
1: a terrible idea.
2: Having a horrible time racing that thought from my mind.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we had uh, so we played Moni Moni earlier. Um, that was for Reg, I believe, and uh, Shane. I think said too legit to quit by MC- Well, At the time, he was just Hammer. Remember he was MC Hammer and yeah. then he became just Hammer. Really, for and now is he like the man yeah. formerly yeah. known as
1: Hammer or something like that? I don't know what he no. goes by now. Uh, his, just broke. Oh, the IRS.
2: That's what he goes by.
1: That's
2: his real name? But, but you <laughs> know, like Stanley! Dion Sanders. <laughs> prime Time right was featured in that video and what he's doing in Colorado with the
0: Buffaloes. Like it's just kind of cool to play that song. That is actually a, as an aside that. That's quite a story. Isn't NCAA it? NCAA We're going to have
2: to football. talk about that next week, I think.
0: Yeah. But uh, our winner today... <laughs> <just> <laughs> <laughs> this this is a, this is a, from out of left field, this. Richard Joyal. <laughs> <laughs> Richard's great. He's like, so I don't know if it's just because I'm a big guy and it feels <laughs> ironic to think about celebrating scoring a hockey goal, but I would like to hear... <laughs> The A&W Root Beer song. Just that tuba sound. There it is. That they used to play for the bear when he was walking around all the time. The best part is it would confuse people at first. But if you were good enough, people would catch on and understand.
1: Oh, I actually quite like this. And I like the idea, Richard. If it's not for when you score a goal, we should hire someone for a day just to follow you around with a tuba. And then your highs and lows of that day... Just hammer out this song.
2: This is uh, iconic as it comes if you're Canadian, but I don't know. This just feels too close to the wah, wah sound. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on the fence about this one, but the creativity, you get 11 out of 12
0: out of that. Yeah, I love it. I think he, I think he's right. People would be like, come on. This is weird. But uh, You know
1: how people would smile in the stands to this, and then someone would make up a song to it, and there'd be like a whole thing. Yeah. There'd be tuba. There'd, there'd be a mascot with a tuba. Forget Grizzly or Gristy or whatever his name is. Grinasty, G-Nast, I don't oh, know. Oh, what is this? From the Philadelphia Flyers. Gritty. Gritty? Gritty? Oh, Gritty. Gritty. <laughs> the best. Be a, no, I know, but then there'd be a Tuba mascot. It'd be even better. Oh, okay. That's my point. <laughs> okay.
0: So, Richard, congratulations. You win the tickets for Christmas with the Tenors. That show is December 1st at Club Region Event Center. And if you want to buy tickets for that, they go on sale today at 10 o'clock, I believe. Coming up after Global News at 9.30, we are going to speak with... Another familiar voice for the Winnipeg Jets, Jamie Thomas joins us live. It is Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb broadcasting live from the Hockey for All Center, just west of the perimeter, as we get ready for Jets Fan Fest happening tomorrow, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. And we have a piece of audio here to introduce our next guest. Producer Kyle, hit it.
9: That's two. You get some breather here. You get your best line out on the ice. And that's the Adam Lowry line with Appleton and Niederreiter. Niederreiter's had a great night as well. Physical presence. Mason Appleton with a big goal. Adam Lowry with a huge goal to open the scoring in the first period. So it's it's been their night. And, you know, in Coach's Corner... Rick Bonus said to you, "One of the best third lines in the National Hockey League. They're playing like it tonight here in St. Paul."
0: Gregory Mackling, who is
2: that? This that, that is the voice of Jamie Thomas. JT, welcome back to the start. Great to see you and have you here with us in person.
9: This is fun uh, to do this face to face. Finally, after all those phone calls we've shared all yeah. those times. Well,
2: it's been it, it's great to uh, to get this time with you and. Yeah. Um, it's a bittersweet day. We we had Mitchell Clinton yeah. in the hot seat about uh, an hour and a half mm-hmm. ago. You know, he's he's taking over your role. We also mentioned you're not going anywhere. You're going to be an integral part of uh, of coverage of the Winnipeg Jets. But uh,
9: sad day for Jamie Thomas. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think you guys heard it a lot on the radio. I Paul and I had the best time together. It was I – I can't count how many times him and I were laughing – like ridiculously on the air and uh, and then of course paul and i are the same age so we have the same beliefs and uh we have three kids so we kind of share the same experiences and uh he's like a big mentor to me so it'll it'll be tough when they and then when they first take off to go to arizona uh in november and they're there for four (laughs) nights i'll be staring at my wife and kids and going i could be there right now (laughs) 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 i could be in arizona but i'm here with you and uh you know so but and then on top of that um it is it's it is a, a privilege to travel with the team. Um, you understand things a lot more about how hard it is to be an NHL player, and I don't think people appreciate that or understand that enough because when we roll into Boston at 1.30 in the morning and you take a half-hour bus to your hotel, and yes, they're nice hotels, but you're getting into bed at 2, 2.30, um, and then you take off for Washington the next day. We They played five games in seven days right before Christmas last year, and then, of course, to go off to their respective places, it's hard. And we were on both coasts uh, over those five, uh, those seven days. So I think being on the plane traveling with them, and I'm not getting hit, uh, I'm not playing 25 minutes a night. So it, it gave me a bigger appreciation for how challenging it is to, for, during an 82 game season, to be and, an NHL player. And
1: you're away from it's not just, you know, if you have family, then yeah. too, right? You're away from your, you're all, you can say the hotel's got great sheets and for sure. the plane is nice, but you don't have the comforts of home, including the yeah. home the people you go home to. Well, you guys know this
9: too, right? Whenever you go on the road something bad happens. Right.
2: Something bad happens and there's somebody back home who's picking up your slack. Yes. Because yeah. raising a family is a difficult job. Yes, and it is. so this is your decision yes, to step it is. back. Yeah. And how wonderful is it that uh, you didn't have to step away completely from the club to do this. So just
9: Yeah, t- that's the, t- the best t- Tell us
2: tell us what you can.
9: The best part about that is True North Sports and Entertainment allowed me this opportunity, right? I just went in and and kind of asked about if is there an opportunity to step away so I can be at home more to help out I have three kids and my wife hasn't Desiree hasn't worked probably 10 years because of my hours and stuff it's not easy she wants to mm-hmm. you know talk to people beside our kids so um, it, it's a great opportunity for everybody so it was it, I went in and asked if there's an opportunity for me to return to the content department and fortunately they found a way for it to happen and i'm you know another thing too is i'm thrilled for mitchell clinton mitch has been with the jets longer than i have he's been around forever he has earned this opportunity uh nobody bleeds winnipeg jets uh like mitch um he's been around for i think since 2014 so i'm i'm thrilled for him um he understands the game uh jets fans he's, he's already done play-by-play and because of the covid years uh, did play-by-play and color so it's not like he done, he's not I'm familiar with what has to happen. So you when you make changes and you move on to something else, you have to be happy for the people that are getting a new opportunity. So just I, I'm thrilled beyond belief for Mitch. Are you able to just watch a hockey
0: game? Like if you're just sitting back watching a game or or, or do you find yourself <laughs> jets games, yeah, anal- like narrating yeah. And, and analysis while you're just sitting there trying to have a beer and watch it, a game?
9: I think it's easier to to watch now. It will be. Um, I just did the the young stars tournament in, in Penticton, so that first game on Sunday when they play Edmonton, it will be nice just to sit back and watch, and even and of course listen. Uh, that goes without saying, but it it will be nice because I've been doing it for so long. I listened to Paul uh, all the time driving to the rink, and you know t- before I got into the color analyst business, but it's. It'll be nice just to sit back and watch. And I, I do love creating content. Uh, just do those two long, not so long walks on the beach with the prospects. It's just easier to do that stuff. And I'll be writing long pieces, uh, future articles on the Jets. So it'll allow me to do that stuff, what which I'm thrilled.
1: Fun. Sorry to interrupt there. The, the, what's the appetite for that? And I th- Because I think it's strong. Like Even yeah. this morning, I've noticed You know, there's, there's the sports fans who want mm-hmm. to hear the sports answers about the puck, the wh- yeah. and it, what, what it did and didn't do, the ice yeah. that night, the for play. Sure. I, I get all that. But this morning, as we've been talking to Rick bonus and we talked to Kevin day off, you know, and, and asked some other questions like you mm. did for content. People also want to know the people behind. Yeah behind the number, right? Yeah,
9: they're, they're human beings. And that's the, the best part is, is showing people their personalities. And I think the, the content department has done a great job. Uh, obviously you guys see the videos up on, on at, at Candle Life Center. It just, it's nice to see this. It's such a serious sport. And, you know, it is, they're paid a lot of money, but there's also a lot of pressures. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we've, we're going to be able to, I'll be able to get some of that out of them, which has already been brought out by a lot of the content department already. But to just talk to them about other things besides wins and losses, the power of play and the pressure of being an NHL player, because there are interesting things going on behind the scenes. With these guys when they're not playing hockey, mm-hmm. has that
2: been one of the big? In my mind, it is. So mm-hmm. I'll just declare that that's been one of the the differences in terms of the marketing mm-hmm. of professional sport. You know, the NFL I think does an amazing they job do. of getting you behind the scenes. I mean, look at the the, the different HBO specials and the yeah. getting you right inside. I mean, the quarterback on Netflix. If yeah. you're a football or sports mm-hmm. fan, watch it. You're going home with Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes and seeing how they live life. I don't know if a hockey team would ever allow that kind of access. But just talk about, has that been a a challenge in terms of bringing out the personalities of these hockey players? Because a lot of them Mm -hmm. are very guarded with their comments and what they say.
9: Yeah, but look what happens whenever you say something. Because of what hockey is, and because of, if you say one thing, because there's so few players, like a Jeremy Roenick, that will say what they're really thinking that when that happens it's everywhere mm-hmm. and you can understand why they are guarded that's the best one of the things I've enjoyed the most about being part of a team in their content department is you build a level of trust with people and you can kind of get that that out of them and you know when you talk to somebody and I'm sure any writer will tell you this when you talk to somebody off to the side rather than when the cameras in their face and the lights are on mm-hmm you're going to generally get something a little bit more out of them. And that's another thing I'll miss. Even on the road is like when you walk to breakfast or lunch and you get to talk to Adam Lowry about other things Um, besides the game itself. You know, there's a fantasy football league in their dressing room, which is, you know, you get to my favorite thing about that is Connor Hellbuck apparently is the worst guy to offer trades. He thinks all of his players are the best and he offers horrible trades. So I find that stuff is fun (laughs) to tell to people and I'll we'll be we'll be able to do that hopefully a little bit more this year. Our guest is
0: Jamie Thomas. We're broadcasting live at the Hockey for All Center. And we learned earlier this morning that Mitchell Clinton will be taking over as the color analyst on our CJOB Jets broadcast. Jamie's Choice to step away, staying with the club in the content department. And on the subject of content, one mm-hmm. of the things I've always been curious about is the speed at which I mean and all the teams do this now. But yeah. the speed at which you pump out updates on social media and not just like not just the speed but like the quality like yes
9: How does, how? I don't even. The best part about our age is, like, I have no idea how it all works. I just know it works. So I just found out the other day, apparently you don't hashtag on Twitter anymore. I don't, like, Cam, Penny told me that you don't use hashtags anymore. Hmm. And they just look at you and shake their heads. Why? Everybody's like, I don't know. That's the best part. (laughs) They'll tell you that you don't do it, but they won't tell you why. Yeah. They just said no one does that anymore. It's the same thing with your kids. They'll say Right. That's not a word. That's not a thing, Mom. And
2: you're like, huh. The answer is because I said so.
9: Yeah. It's what we've been using as parents sure. for so long. Yeah. But now there's explanations for everything on the internet. So you can't just go, well, that's just the way it works because <laughs> your kids are smarter than you by the time they're 12. Oh, yeah, so exactly. I don't want to speak for you guys, but my kids are oh, smarter than I am. Oh, so yeah. Absolutely. Um, but it, it, it's amazing how fast like, – the NHL just changed their website, um, and now some, you can just post every. everything. Just cl- click plus, put a video in, and it goes up right away. It's the technology nowadays and the amount of equipment that we have, the content department, is just ridiculous. So um, it, I'm glad that I know how to use it, but I don't understand how it works.
1: I'm more curious about the lack of spelling errors. <laughs> like, I, I yesterday, like, every, I tweet, like, <laughs> once every uh, 12 days. Inevitably,
2: I have and to delete it, it, I again. had to
1: delete one yesterday, just on Silo Mission. Like, for goodness sakes, I got it all wrong. I yeah. looked at it, and I was like, did I? Who hit send on
9: this? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine whenever some, the Jets got Nino you know, Niederreiter, you're like, Because my phone automatically spells Shifley now. Like, yeah, mine right. yeah, too. when Niederreiter came out, yep. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. Just, you need some help because you know somebody out there is going to go, well, that's not. I before it's e. two
2: R's.
3: It's yep.
9: Niederreiter. Is there two R's? In the middle, Yes. Yeah. See, that's yeah. his own okay, fault. Okay,
2: we've got 60 <laughs> seconds. We haven't asked you a single Jets question. Oh, sure. That clip <laughs> is very interesting to me. You know, Lowry, Appleton, Ryder. Mm. We asked Coach about Ryder and the, and the role he might play this year. We know Adam Lowry's been elevated to captain and his role, what he did in that first round of the playoffs last uh, year, mm. really, I think, encapsulized what he means to this team.
9: And the game in St. Paul where he fought Ryan Reeves at the end, it's just when things were getting out of control, it just... I don't think there's enough has been said.
2: Is the character of this team overall? Are we going to notice a difference this
9: year? Yeah, and that's uh, no fault of anybody else. It's just a change of leadership, right? Right. It's just and uh, Adam Lowry, of course, was a big part of the leadership group group last year. That's why it was so important that. Blake Wheeler didn't have the captain last year to allow this transition to happen, to allow other voices to talk. And Josh Morris, he's a great leader, and Mark Shifley's a great leader. And there's Brennan Dill and Dylan Demel. There's enough voices in there, that, and there's enough veteran presence on this team where you can start seeing a change in the culture you have talked about. Um, but Adam Lowry is the right guy for this job. And um, this is... There's a lot of depth up front. There's a lot of depth on the blue line. You have the one of the best goaltenders in the world. I think there's a lot of reason for excitement. Sneaky year. good. The Jets could sneaky be sneaky good. good. Yeah, this year? I, I think you're going to see where they're going to get off to a good start, and then other teams will figure it out. But uh, there's enough depth up there, barring injuries, where you can you can make some noise in the Western Conference. Because you, as long as you have Connor Hellebuck, I'm sorry, you're still going to be one of the teams that can cause problems in the, in the Western Conference. Jamie Thomas,
0: is that the line? Oscar music? What's that? Yeah, but you're getting hooked. Get get him off. Get the
1: hook out. Play it louder, Kyle. Play that music louder. Come
0: on, Kyle. That's rude. Anyways, (laughs) Jamie Thomas, a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks Thanks for stopping by. Jets Fan Fest tomorrow, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Hockey for All Center. We'll wrap it up with Hal Anderson after we check your forecast in three minutes on the start.